This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, April 25th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. The Obama administration talked a good game on transparency, but from double talk on when and where the president can order Americans killed, to the Pentagon's assertion that the U.S. is at war with classified enemies, the Obama record on transparency is weak. Gene Healy is a vice president at the Cato Institute. We spoke today. The most transparent administration in history quickly became something else. Yeah, it should have been a clue when the, uh, the first time that line was floated by, uh, or one of the first times by uh, then Press Secretary Robert Gibbs in 2010, uh, Politico reported that laughter broke out in the briefing room. Uh, this has been far from the most transparent administration in history. In fact, it's an administration that has attempted to conceal from the American public some of the most basic questions you can debate in a democracy. Uh, Questions like, what's the law? Uh, When does the government believe it's legally entitled to collect your personal data? When does it believe it's legally entitled to kill you? When and with who are we at war? These are actually things that the Obama administration, the self-styled most transparent administration in history, has tried to conceal from the American public behind a veil of secrecy. They've done a lot of this with Congress's help. I would say that in many cases, Congress has been too complicit. Uh, For example, in one of the most staggering examples, the uh, last May, Senator Carl Levin, the chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, asked the Pentagon for a list of the associated forces of al-Qaeda that were legally at war with, uh, the, the groups that are not al-Qaeda but are, were affiliate, that are affiliated with al-Qaeda that the administration and the United States government is at war with under the authorization for the use of military force passed after 9-11. The response was, uh, well, you, Senator, can see that list, but you know, otherwise, for, for other purposes, it's classified because it would, it would do grave harm to national security, this Pentagon spokesman said, if some of these groups, their names got out on this list because it would help these otherwise marginal groups gain credibility and street cred, I guess, among uh, other jihadists. Uh, so, so you have a situation here where a, a congressman, Congress has the power to declare war, has demanded uh, to know uh, who the administration thinks we're at war with and is told he can't tell the American people. Similarly, you had some pushback from particular senators with regard to the uh, the phone record surveillance program. You had Senator Ron Wyden going around for years talking about a secret Patriot Act, saying that the American people would be stunned if they knew how the administration is interpreting the Patriot Act behind closed doors. Uh, But he apparently felt legally bound uh, not to share with the American people what the U.S. government thinks the law is. And in a lot of these cases, you've had to have uh, leakers. Uh, you have to have people break the law to get more information about uh, basic democratic questions. Where else has this administration been, uh, as you call it, the most redacted administration in history? I, you know, in the long sweep of history, I don't, I don't think it's uh, particularly 20th century Cold War history. Uh, I don't, I, I wouldn't say 
It's been the least transparent administration in history. I'd say it's been pretty untransparent, pretty opaque, and uh, it has put a veil of secrecy in front of uh, some basic democratic questions. Um, well, for one thing, the uh, use of the state secrets privilege, uh, this was something that was very controversial in the Bush administration. The state secrets privilege is an evidentiary privilege that allows the U.S. government, the executive branch of the U.S. government, to shield sensitive, to make a claim that uh, sensitive military secrets are involved in, a, in litigation and that they can't be disclosed in open court. Uh, most of the time in its history, this privilege has been used to shield certain documents, uh, certain information. Uh, the Bush administration made use of this privilege to just bar the courthouse door. In cases involving the terrorist surveillance, the so-called terrorist surveillance program, they'd say, uh, well, just the very fact of this, this litigation threatens military secrets. So even though these people, and also in other cases involving torture, extraordinary rendition, the uh, the very fact of the litigation threatens to expose national security secrets, so it must be suppressed. And they got away with it a couple of times. The Obama administration, despite uh, promising a new level of openness and specifically promising to reform the state the use of the state secrets privilege, has done the exact same thing with the state's secrets privilege. Uh, you've, you've written that you can always depend on the Obama administration to do the right thing after exhausting all other options and being compelled to do it by federal courts. What has the Second Circuit essentially told the administration? Well, for several years now, the New York Times has been seeking the Office of Legal Counsel legal analysis uh, that we know exists that outlines the, the criteria and the circumstances in which and the legal arguments in which uh, the government thinks it's legally justified to kill American citizens abroad, as they they did uh, in in 2011 uh, to a, a U.S. citizen in Yemen. Um, the first response that uh, they got from the Obama administration, the most transparent administration in history, was this non-denial denial, where they said the the, the very fact of the existence or non-existence of such documents is itself classified. Uh, well, thanks again to a leak, someone leaked a shorter version, a, a Justice Department white paper uh, about the containing some of this legal analysis to NBC News. And uh, what the Second Circuit said on Monday is that in light of these changed circumstances, in light of the fact that we already have some of the legal arguments uh, out there in the public domain. And by the way, you, you know, you wonder sometimes that they're keeping these things classified because the legal arguments are so bad. Uh, imminent doesn't mean imminent. Uh, the, the, uh, the circumstances can change at any time. You, you think maybe they're, they're shielding uh, their, their legal arguments from, from scrutiny because they're embarrassing. But the judge said that in light of this uh, shorter version of the legal analysis coming out, the administration no longer had a leg to stand on with regard to the claim that uh, releasing its legal analysis would uh, expose state secrets. So I don't think it's a significant ruling in terms of setting precedent. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's, it's good and somewhat ironic that it had to come to this. Um, 
But I think it does underscore the importance of leakers. Uh, you, you have in this case an illegal leak uh, led to more disclosure. You have in the Snowden case an illegal leak uh, leading to more disco- disclosure and to the discovery of a, a, a very closely held program uh, that has had enormous implications politically and generated some reform. Uh, so unfortunately, in the most transparent administration in history, unfortunately, you sometimes don't know what they're up to unless somebody breaks the law to, and, and leaks something to let you know. Gene Healy is a vice president of the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.